Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 21, verses 15 through 19. Hear these words. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said, tend my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he had said to him the third time, do you love me? He said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone will fasten your belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this, he said to him, follow me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I think uh, this might be the first time in a long time that I've come to you as Anthony Lavodi <laughs> instead of uh, someone else. But greetings to you this morning. Have you, have you ever heard of the thing called the hero's journey? Good, cool. Some of you might have a flashback to like your high school English classes, or some of you are currently in English classes in that grade. That's totally okay. Uh, the hero's journey was developed by a gentleman named Joseph Campbell as a means of explaining popular myths and stories. Now he posited, most myths and legends and stories and narratives use the same format. That format is this, a hero ventures forth from the world of the common day into a region of supernatural wonder. Fabulous forces are there encountered and a decisive victory is won. The hero comes back from this mysterious adventure with the power to bestow boons upon his fellow human. Now, as some of you are reading the Bible, as many are taught to do, <laughs> readers often capture the characters in their minds as heroes of the same type. Perhaps they're flawed heroes and ready to grow, but the readers often place the biblical characters in the role of hero. What that means is that subconsciously, we often ascribe the elements of the hero's journey to the characters in the text, which sounds fine at first glance, but today we're gonna to be looking at the apostle Peter as a character. And Peter's journey Maybe we can evaluate it, whether it's heroic or not. Let's do that together. So in the hero's journey, the first step is called the call to adventure. Peter experiences this call while he is fishing with his brother Andrew in the books of Matthew and Luke, where Jesus says, come follow me. And he drops his nets and he comes and follows him. But interestingly enough, in John, which is the book that this passage from today came from, Peter isn't fishing. He's just at home, and Andrew, his brother, runs up and he says these words, come and see. That's Peter's first foray into this journey. 
Now, Pastor Peter talked about those words a couple weeks ago. It's the first words that many hear in their initial call to a life with Jesus. Now, Peter, the apostle, not our pastor, his call story has a section in which Jesus meets him when his name is still Simon. And Jesus changes Simon's name to Cephas, or Peter, which means rock. And so from that point on, Peter follows Jesus at every step that he takes. Uh, perhaps you heard this last Sunday. Come and follow me. So a major portion of the hero's journey is called Challenges and Temptations. Uh, uh, Peter, he faces a few challenges and temptations, just one or two. Uh, perhaps Peter's well-known mo- well story, the most well-known story, has to do with him walking on the water. When he steps out onto the boat and he attempts to walk to Jesus and then he does a little sinking. Um, and Jesus reaches out to grab him. That's quite a challenge. That's a huge challenge. And then another one of Peter's stories involves him grabbing his sword and cutting off the ear of the, uh, the servant in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus was getting arrested. Oh my goodness. Now that's just a couple of them. And then once Jesus is arrested, he denies even knowing Jesus three times, just like Jesus said he was going to. And he was like, no, nah, fam, I'm not going to do that. That's not me. I am not about that life. Wrong. Does this man ever stop with the challenges? Peter's life is full of them. And it's no small task to unravel each one of those narratives into its own sermon. But this one centers on the conversation that Jesus has with Peter after all of those tales have happened. Peter felt hurt when Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? That's probably because he denied him three times. (laughs) But there's this element in the hero's journey called meeting with the mentor. The whole exchange that Rhonda just read for us, this certainly qualifies as that. So Jesus asks these redundant questions. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Now Jesus gives this command, if you love me, to tend to my sheep. If Peter does indeed love Jesus, then tend my sheep. But what does this mean? Who are Jesus's sheep? Well, they're the people that Jesus loved and served during his ministry. Women, fishermen, Samaritans, children, the sick and the injured, those whose status in society was deeply suppressed and oppressed. Those are the sheep and the lambs that Jesus is talking about. And this isn't the end of Peter's narrative. In fact, he's got a whole book of Acts in which he does a bunch of things. So there could be more ways that Peter's story fits into the hero's journey. And the journey that he takes with Jesus. And the journey through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Peter is there in the midst of those things. He is observing Jesus, speaking to Jesus, trying to figure Jesus out. And all that time, If we see Peter as the hero of the story, then I think what we're seeing is an incomplete picture. Peter had practiced come and see because Peter had followed Jesus most of Jesus' life, but it was time for Peter to be with Jesus, even when it wasn't easy for him to do so because well, Jesus wanted to be with him too. And Jesus, Jesus wanted to push him. Jesus wanted to challenge him. 
and say, it's not enough to have followed me. Now I want you to come alongside me. I wonder if until, up until that point, I wonder if Peter had seen himself as the hero of his own story. And I wonder how many times we see ourselves as the hero of our own story. And I wonder how frequently that story is incomplete when we view it that way. See, the hero in Peter's story is Jesus Christ. It is Christ's journey that bestows the boons to their fellow human. Heck, there's even a portion of the hero's journey called Journey to the Abyss and Death and Resurrection. (laughs) Doesn't it really get more obvious than that? Literary elements and relevant analogies are not. The reality is that so often we desire to be the hero when that's not the case. In the case of a follower of Christ, the hero is God. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit maintain the position of hero. And you know what? That's good news! Yes! Because that means we don't have to be the hero. The good news is that this hero, God, is really going to be victorious. And victory isn't dependent on us. Peter's actions up to the point that we read in this passage were to try to show Jesus that, look, I can handle the responsibility of standing alongside the Messiah, the conqueror, Jesus. But Jesus brings God's kingdom into the world. God's kingdom looks different than what Peter's idea of Jesus' kingdom looks like. So instead, Peter sat and ate breakfast with Jesus who questioned his love and told him to feed his sheep. I think in that moment, Peter may have realized that him as the centerpiece of the story was wrong. The story that he was living was Jesus's story, not his own. And we ought to realize that as well. You see, when Jesus becomes the hero of our story, our destination is transformed. When Jesus becomes the hero of our story, The call we received at the beginning is confirmed in the community, fellowship, and sometimes breakfast with other disciples and with our Lord. When Jesus becomes the hero of our story, the church becomes a place of refuge, a rock for the oppressed. When Jesus becomes the hero of our journey, the walks on water become steps into an underserved community where Jesus is already at work. When Jesus becomes the hero of our story, our swords become touches of healing. When Jesus becomes the hero of our story, the denials of the suffering of God's people can no longer be acceptable and demand repentance. When Jesus becomes the hero of our story, the resurrected Christ equates the love we have for him with the feeding and tending and caring for his people. Each one of those actions show love to Jesus' sheep in the same way Jesus asked Peter to do so. So, when we see those in the streets with signs protesting a broken system, enraged at the injustices in the world around us, the Christian response is not only compassion, because that is a necessity based on Jesus Jesus Christ's words, but action. Jesus says love for him means action. It means to feed the hungry, to tend to the hurting, 
to love the unloved. And if you look around for just a single second in our world, I think you can see where there are those who are hungry for justice, who are hurting for peace, and who are aching for the love of Christ that does something constructive instead of just justifying the actions of those in power. At the end of this passage, Jesus reminds Peter to follow him. So, see what Jesus has done and follow him, as we've talked about for the past few weeks. But Peter didn't just watch Jesus from a distance. No. To be a disciple means to be with Jesus and by proxy to be with the sheep that Jesus loves. Be with the hero that saved the world from darkness and despair by providing hope and love for his disciples to echo. Be with the hero so you can show the hero's love through actions of selflessness justice, and compassion. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.